0: Hello everybody and thank you for tuning into Chakras and Cusswords. So, I'm kind of excited. This is the day I'm going to record the Frida Kahlo episode. And let me just tell you guys, I have literally been working on this, recording, deleting, starting over. I have been devoured in Frida content for like 2 weeks, 3 weeks straight. I mean, I mean even more, probably months. Um, for the, those of you who do not know, I'm a Frida, I love Frida, like Frida is like everything to me, she's an amazing woman, her story, her legacy, um, what she represents is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I was given my first introduction to Frida when I was a teenager, kind of in the time where I was trying to find out who I was, I like to paint. My uncle, Peter Reginado, who's an artist in New York, gave me a book of Frida. Um, I saw her paintings before in like Mexican restaurants, but I kind of was like going through this time of my life where I didn't really know who I was and um, I wanted to learn more about the Mexican culture because while my father is Mexican, um, I wouldn't say that I was born and raised in a Mexican traditional household. I was born in more of a household that um, was more Americanized. Um, My dad did not speak Spanish in the house. So it was something that um, I wanted to become more acquainted with. So when I got this book of this Mexican artist who was a woman, who was similar to me in so many ways. It just became uh, an eye-opener and life-changing experience because it kind of helped fundamentally shape some of the way I see how women are treated in um, society and just how I see um, another woman's journey and um, the stuff that she has overcome. So with that being said, uh, let's talk about Frida Kahlo and who she is. So Frida Kahlo to me is pure magic. She is a Mexican artist who um, began painting mostly self-portraits. She is known to be married to Diego Rivera, who is a Mexican muralist who did a lot of work in the United States, uh, in New York, in San Francisco. He used to paint huge murals and he was very famous. Um, So Frida was born um, July 6, 1907 in Mexico City, outside of Mexico City in Casa Azul, the blue house. Her parents are um, actually her dad, Wilhelm, who later changed his name to Guillermo, is a German photographer who immigrated from Germany to Mexico so he could be an atheist and give up his uh, traditional Jewish tradition so he was a Hungarian Jewish German <laughs> who flew to Mexico flew who not flew sailed my bad who sailed to Mexico uh, he married Matilde who is uh, Frida's mom who comes from a, a Spanish indigenous descent uh, she is a native of Mexico So um, actually a little fact about Guillermo is um, he had a wife before Frida's mom that uh, had three children with, um, unfortunately, with one of the children, um, she passed away during childbirth. And um, Guillermo being uh, in Mexico with the two other daughters uh, gave them to an orphanage and did not uh, want to raise them. So it's something that Frida brings up in her diaries and also in some of her art. So that is an interesting fact that some people um, might not know. So Frida's parents had um, four girls. They had Matilde, Adriana, and Frida, who was the third of the daughters, and Christina, who was the youngest So, Frida was actually born with spina bifida, and um, at the age of six, she contracted polio, which caused her to be bedridden for nine months. While she recovered from the illness, she uh, did have a deformed leg. Her right leg and foot was shorter and um, actually thinner than her left, and um, she was very self-conscious about this. She would hide her leg with dresses and often was made fun of by her classmates and was called pig-legged Frida. Those little fuckers. (laughs) Kids are so cruel. Like, you know what I mean? Kids are just mean. But it didn't stop her lively spirit. Frida um, continued to play soccer, swimming, and even wrestling. Um, She was an energetic girl. And she basically um, was filled with life, even though she had this deformity that she was very self-conscious about. In 1922, Frida was enrolled in a national um, preparatory school. She was one of only 35 young women who were allowed to go into the school. So Frida was um, very joyful to be in the school, and she had strong um, aspirations of becoming of a doctor. Um, She was very close to her father, who often encouraged her to fulfill her dream. She was on this road for success. Um, During this time... Um, it stated that Frida and her father were um, basically very close, that she uh, loved her father, she adored her father, he thought very highly of her as well, Um, and it's known that she is his favorite of the children. Um, However, Frida tends to show most of her tradition with the Mexican culture that her father adopted and shows her roots resemble more of her mother's. She doesn't really talk too much about her father's European descent, even though she does acknowledge it. And she does um, say that it has conflicted her in her life, which we will talk about later so during this time, Frida mar- uh, marries. No, she better not get married. She's too young. No. So Frida meets um, Alejandro. And Alejandro is a young boy who is at her school. Um, He becomes her first love. They begin to date and they even join their own little young um, nationalist, socialist, uh, young communist league, uh, Mexican party. So it's like this little group that they have at their school that they decide to um, join. Alejandro is the leader of the group and um, Frida falls in love with Alejandro And um, on September 17th of 1925, Frida and Alejandro go after school. Um, She basically um, is leaving school and it's a dark, gloomy day in Mexico. It's raining. Her and Alejandro go to get on the bus. They get on this bus and then Frida realizes that her umbrella is left. They get off the bus so Frida can retrieve her umbrella, and they go to return to a new bus. This new bus is a little bit more crowded, and um, her destiny is about to take place in a tragic event. Frida loads up onto the bus with Alejandro. As they're riding, the bus is um, collided with an electric trolley. This accident is horrific. It is known that the trolley literally drags the bus. Frida is thrown out of the bus. Um, This accident was so horrific that three people died on scene. Several died uh, later. Um, Alejandro didn't get severely injured. He was lucky, but Frida was... Basically, lucky to be alive. She was thrown from the bus. The impact threw off all her clothes. Flower from the sky fell on her. Somebody's powdered flower fell on her. And um, people said that she looked like a ballerina, covered with dust and blood. There was a large iron handrail that was implanted through her pelvis and exited out of her vagina. Frida would later joke that she was de-virginized by the bus, but we all know Alejandro (laughs) took that a long time ago. (laughs) She was a fibber. She was able to make light of the situation, but this accident was horrific. Her collarbone was broken, dislocated. Her spinal column was fractured in multiple places her pelvis was fractured the iron handrail that entered her body literally went through her abdomen and through her uterus and came out of her vagina her right leg where she had the polio was um broken in 11 places she was lucky to be alive like seriously um the onlookers and bystanders wow. and survivors wow. of the bus accident saw her with this metal iron this metal handrail in her and they decided to try to pull it out they literally grabbed the rail and removed it from her body legend has it that there were screams of horrific pain wow. heard for all the way through the streets of Mexico that everybody could hear Frida's cries of pain as they removed the handrail from her. Frida was later taken to the hospital where she would have five surgeries. The beginning of her journey with multiple, multiple surgeries throughout her life from this horrific event. Frida was in the hospital for a month. Um, her family did not come to see her. Her parents, her sisters, I believe Christina, the one that she was the closest with, did come and visit her. But everybody else <laughs> did not. When Frida was, um, got the chance to return back home after the month of being in the hospital her father decided that he would give her um, uh, painting supplies and an easel and he hanged a mirror above her bed for her to see herself and paint. She began to paint self-portraits and in the meantime write Alejandro love letters. By this time she had figured that Alejandro had moved on and was most likely unfaithful to her. Alejandro came and confirmed it and told her it was true. He was going to travel to Europe and move and possibly may not ever come for her again. Uh, Frida felt that he was leaving her because of her state, physical state of being bedridden. Frida decided that She was going to prove him wrong and prove herself and her family wrong and she would walk again. She began to recover and slowly began to walk and was able to get out of the wheelchair that everybody thought would be the new part of her. Frida successfully was able to walk and um, and she decided to go and show her paintings to the famous artist Diego Rivera. Diego Rivera was a Mexican artist who was known for his paintings, um, his muralist and also for known for being a womanizer and being a unfaithful husband. He had multiple wives, multiple children from different marriages And, um, he just kind of had a bad reputation. Like everybody knew Diego was a little bit of a hoe. Like, (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. He had that reputation. Um, Frida, um, showed him a painting. She went to where he was working on a mural and she just kind of said to him, look, you need to tell me, am I good enough to be a artist? Can I get paid to do this because I need to work? So if not, you need to tell me so I can go get a job. And Diego being the chauvinistic male that he is, keep it up, little girl, he told her. If you are good enough, I will come back and get you and show you how to be a painter. Leave your work here. And if you are good enough, I will come back. For you and Frida left a portrait a self-portrait of her that she painted it was a dark portrait dark background she was in like a red velvet dress and she left it with her address and the following weekend Diego returned his promise and said yes you are good and he took her under her, his wing So, Frida always knew who Diego was. She knew he was married before. She knew his reputation. Um, But she first saw him as a friend, as a mentor. Um, Diego started to include her in some of his work. Um, He started to show her the way. In 1928, uh, Frida joined the Mexican Communist Party. Of course, with Diego, who was a known communist. And... um, They actually then started to develop a love affair. So this was the marriage that Diego and Frida basically opened the world to who Frida was. So in 1929, uh, Diego Rivera married Frida. Um, and they married on August 21st and her family would say that this was a, uh, joining of a elephant and a dove. Frida had a small stature of five, three, uh, 98 pounds and Diego was like six foot one and 300 pounds. They were definitely the odd couple. Um, Frida's parents did not approve of the marriage. Well, her mother did not, who was a devoted Catholic. She did not approve of it. She said that uh, Diego was a communist, an atheist, and not the right choice for her daughter. Um, However, Frida's dad... Uh, Felt that the union was appropriate because he believed that uh, Diego would help Frida with her uh, financial troubles from her medical bills. Which Diego had helped her um, throughout time, obviously, because they got married and he did support her. Uh, Frida automatically turned to the loving wife that... Uh, Diego <laughs> expected and was also known to bring him lunch at work uh, when he was painting on murals but Diego could never be faithful to Frida for if Diego was his own selfish man that Frida knew Frida would often say that Diego could never be married to anybody the only person that Diego could marry would be himself um Diego continued to have many many affairs um, and so did Frida so Frida accepted Diego for who he was Um, it was definitely something that she knew um, and it was something that she continued to uh, live with as a wife Um, she also um, had affairs with women So Frida was not just um, living through, um, you know, sitting at home cooking tortillas. She was living her life. Um, She even had affairs with um, some of the women Diego had affairs with. So they had a very bohemian approach to um, their marriage. Unfortunately... Their marriage was very topsy-turny and um, had a very rocky element to it. Frida often states that Diego was um, her second worst accident, that she had two grave accidents in her life. The first was when the trolley hit her. And then the second was her marriage to Diego. And by far, her marriage to Diego was the worst. Um, Diego really put Frida through some fucking shit. Um, He actually had an affair with her sister. Um, And I think that really devastated Frida... Um, she painted uh, pictures of it, um, not of the affair, but just of the um, the shit that he put her through. He put her through a lot of um, just heartache. It was very sad to see when you see her diaries and her paintings of um, how uh, dysfunctional the marriage was, but it was almost like they accepted that bohemian approach of, um, you know, sex separated from love. But in all honesty, it's something that I don't think Frida ever really, um, separated from. I mean, how could you, when the person that you love is literally, Um, screwing everybody and you just want their um, you know attention so very 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 sad in 1932 Diego Rivera and Frida moved to Detroit Um, Frida has always known that she wanted to bear children but unfortunately she could not because of the accident the trolley accident and then also um, she was pregnant three times Um, one of the times I believe she had a medical um, abortion the second time um, I think was probably the most horrific Um, she had hopes of having this baby. I don't know if the doctors made her feel that there was a possibility, but apparently that's what she felt, that there was a possibility that she could have this child. She um, had a horrific miscarriage because she attempted to carry the baby um, to term. I think, I don't know how many weeks the baby was, but I know it was um, probably around further along than if she was to have a medically induced abortion. Um, So she miscarried a baby boy that um, devastated her. Absolutely devastated her. Um, She drew a picture called um, the miscarriage in Detroit. Uh, She had it at the Ford... Um, uh, was it the Ford Hospital? Uh, Is Henry Ford Hospital is where she had the miscarriage, and then she draws this painting where it's her laying in the hospital bed in Detroit, and has Detroit in the background, the city, and you could see the fetus above her, connected to her. Um, By like an umbilical cord or artery. And a snail which resembled the feeling that she felt of the baby leaving her body. Her broken torso and pelvis. And also um, a orchid that resembled the flower that Diego gave her after she miscarried. Um, Frida continued to stay in Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Frida was not happy in the U.S. and she literally begged Diego to go back to Mexico. Unfortunately, Diego was... um, had so much work in America that he did not want to leave, but she had to, it was not where she wanted to be. During this time, she painted a picture called My Dress Hangs There, where it is a resemblance of um, her journey in America, and it shows her sacred Mexican heritage dress hanging between the city hovering over a toilet. She was not fond of United States and um, her memoirs there did not create a memory that she enjoyed being there. Her mom grew sick and Frida used this to tell Diego, I have to go back to be with my mom um, before she dies and she and Diego did move back. During this time, Diego almost somewhat hold a resentment towards her for making her go, making him go back to United States, and um, he literally devastated her once again. And um, while her mother was sick, he. Um, had an affair with her sister, Christina, who was a year younger than her and was her closest, and um, they were inseparable. Actually, Christina. Um, always had her children with Frida. Frida loved her uh, nieces and nephews as they were her own. So this affair literally crumbled Frida. It destroyed her. Um, She was so sad. She left the house that she lived in with Diego and um, moved. She began to pour her feelings out into her portraits. They became more dark. She painted pictures that were resembling of deaths of a murder uh, that happened in Mexico of a man who killed his wife. And um she just began to really take on the dark elements of her emotions, and it seen was seen in her paintings. She was a woman who always wore long dresses and the Mexican heritage that Diego loved, and she Uh, cut her hair short, and started dressing uh, in men's suits. She basically put a big fuck you, Diego, and decided that she was going to resemble her pain through her physical appearance. Um, It was seen that, you know, she was definitely Um, in a lot of pain. She did not hold resentment towards her sister while they were distant for a while. She knew that this was something that she should not have put her sister by Diego. She even said to her sister, I should have never had you around him. Diego was a, a very selfish man who was very hateful. He even said that he would be cruelest to the people he loved the most. And since he loved Frida so much that the only way that he knew how to treat her was to hurt her, which it was a very toxic relationship. It was just a very toxic marriage. Um, obviously, Diego was not a man who could be... Um, a one woman kind of guy, they actually reconciled and Frida and Diego um, continued their relationship. And then around this time, Diego decided that he, he, I mean, the feelings that I have towards Diego, like, I mean, Frida was no saint, trust me. She uh, did her own shit and, you know, she, definitely did her own, um, whatever, but Diego is just a piece of fucking work where, um, just he obviously, I mean, but then again, she accepted him. So what can you say? Um, so Frida, Frida continued to paint. Um, she painted, had her first exhibit in, um, New York and she traveled back to New York and uh, was starting to get recognition for being her own artist and not necessarily Diego's wife. I don't know if um, maybe that had some resentment with Diego, but uh, she definitely began to venture off um, as a more independent uh, artist. So after her first exhibit, Diego decides a year later, November 6th, 1939, uh, time that, um, he wants to divorce Frida. He actually divorces Frida. Um, Frida decides that she is going to move to Paris and continue her art. Um, she has an exhibit in Paris and then this is when she, um, develops the painting that is uh, displayed during this exhibit that she's very famous for. It's the two Fridas. It is basically her agony of the divorce and her love affair with Diego, and it resembles the two um, figures, her two elements, her two cultures, her two, um, almost as you can see it, identities that she... um, Probably is that conflict with. She has one Frida who is in a Mexican traditional dress who has a closed heart and a darker skin tone. And you can see the heart. And in this picture, this Mexican Frida is holding on to a portrait of Diego as a young child. And she's holding it, and then she's holding the hand of another Frida who is a um, lighter skin complexion, who is um, more, looks to be suffering just a little bit more. Her heart is open in her chest um, it's not closed. The picture shows her trying to stop the bleeding um, of a artery that's coming down, spilling blood on the white dress. And she's trying to clamp the bleeding, but still, it continues. Um, her... Two Fridas are connected by a artery or vein. She likes to use arteries and veins to connect a lot of her feelings and emotions in her paintings and um, symbolizes it um, throughout her work. So she has the artery connecting the two Fridas while they are holding hands in the background of a dark gloomy sky. It's a gorgeous painting and it resembles so much that she is displaying for everybody to see much more than just her love of Diego, but it shows that she believes it represents the unloved and the loved version of Frida, where Diego was in love with the Hispanic, the Mexican, the Latin, the Mexican heritage Frida. But still, she had the European descent that he did not love. So to her, it resembled the symbolism, the themes of her life of the two, uh, the two identities, the two cultures. So it was something that she had conflict with um, through her life and something that she continued to try to um, continue to. Uh, live through so during this time Frida was in Paris. She was on the Vogue cover of Paris. She is just becoming well-known. Surrealists are starting to want to adapt her. <laughs> uh, people who follow Sig- uh, Sigmoid and Freud are saying that she's a surrealist. Frida often denies it and says that she is not a surrealist. She is a realist because she paints her reality. These are not dreams that she is painting. This is her life. So... um The spiritual aspect of Frida is always in her paintings. Um, She ties in Mexican folklore, Aztec uh, meanings, um, indigenous symbols. You can see it all through all of her paintings that um, she brings out that element of um, conflict of universe versus indigenous, versus religion, versus surrealist, versus... um, realist. Um, she's able to show what she is feeling in any way that just is so, it's just so breathtaking to actually see a painting and feel what she felt. I mean, we will never feel what she felt, but it definitely is resembles her, um, Legacy, and resemble resembles her, um, her, her life so greatly. So during this time that she's in Paris, she doesn't like Paris. She still wants to be in Mexico. That's where her home is. That's where her heart is. And of course, she's still in contact with Diego. Um, it's rumors that Diego was. Um, Told by friends that Frida's health is declining and that she may possibly be getting sick. Frida has been getting sick. Uh, her life has been just, she's never been in good health. She's always been in and out of the hospital. She had, has had over 30 surgeries. She's actually had 35 surgeries in her life. So she has always been sick she's always been in pain um, and she still continued to paint and continue to live her life as much as she could. In the 1940s, um, Diego uh, and Frida reconcile. So December 8th of 1940, um, Diego and Frida remarry. Um, it is believed that Frida says to Diego, why do you want to marry me? Uh, I have no money. I can't give you sex. I can't give you children. And Diego says, because I love you and I want to be with you and you are the love of my life, Frida. But there's rumors that um, friends urged Diego to reunite with Frida because she was on this just um, binge of drinking and poor health and that she needed to be um, married to him to survive. And Frida even acknowledges that her life without Diego is very sad and depressing and she did drink a lot and she did um, not enjoy living if she was not living with Diego. Um, I feel that in some ways Frida knew that Diego um, Loved her, but she almost saw more of a companion in him. Um, Still the mentor, friend, um, she might have loved more than the actual husband and the lover. In 1942, Frida began to journal in her diary. And she wasn't just journaling, she was painting in her diary. She was drawing, she was creating quotes. A lot of quotes um, people hear will think that um, they don't know the true origin of these quotes. A lot of these quotes are from Frida's di- diary. A lot of these quotes about feminism is about Frida. Um, surrealists said that she was fragile. She had was like a ribbon with a bomb. Um, a lot of things that people read they think, are just something that somebody's made up, but in actuality, it actually comes from the life of Frida. Viva la vida, uh, live the life, was one of Frida's famous quotes that she wrote on a painting of a water mountain. <laughs> so um, she was a beautiful artist in many ways. Um, Frida continued to um, inspire people um, through not just her, um, her paintings, but her fashion. She wore these Mexican dresses that were long to hide to cover her legs. She, um... Wore big jewelry and her hair up. She didn't look like women uh, in that time. She wasn't dressed in the well manner of the European descent that many people at that time dressed. She um, exaggerated her Mexican culture in her fashion, and it was um, very, very, um, you know, very prideful as she did it. She loved her country and she was very thankful to be back in Mexico. As her health started to decline in the 1940s, um, she wrote about it. And um, in the 1950s is when the decline took a rapid um, a rapid turn her sheer life just started to become unbearable. She was literally um just sick all the time, in pain all the time. She had so many surgeries. Um around nineteen fifty three or um, her leg, uh, her right leg, the one that she um, had the polio and the accident Uh, had gangrene and they had to amputate it she became bedridden again it was very sad for her she was very depressed Diego continued to have affairs Um, and Frida was bedridden painting her paintings began to lack the detail uh, the preciseness you could see it in some of her work but she continued to paint Uh, She continued to journal. She moved back to her house, um, Casa Azul, I think she did, in preparations of her death. I think Frida, after her parents passed away, that um, she knew that she was going to die before um, Diego, she knew she was going to die before her sisters. She always had this gloomy um death on her shoulder she represented it in a lot of her paintings um she started painting what she would say her dreams of death um she really started to tap into her next journey of the afterworld and um she, i think she started to prepare herself for it i think she knew it was coming her health was declining Um, So she wanted to be in her home and as a nurse I would say if that is something that you can give to a person, um, a family member who is going to that next level to go ahead and let them die in their home, it's a beautiful uh, experience for them. I know everybody thinks death and they think um, it's just horrible. But when you're living in pain and you're suffering, it's not a horrible experience for the next um, journey to be peaceful. So I think she was preparing herself for that. Um, Before her death in 19... um, 1954, she had her first um, exhibit in Mexico. So for Frida, this was a big, big deal. She loved Mexico. She was um, a Mexican advocate. Um, she was a communist. She Diego got kicked out of the communist party, but Frida um, continued to Um, work as a communist. She continued to um, advocate for Mexico. Um, So she had her first solo um, exhibit in Mexico City. And she, um, was told by her doctors because she was bedridden and she was, um, had pneumonia and she was sick and she was rapidly declining that she could not go to her exhibit and that Diego should go for her. Uh, unfortunately for, um, Frida, this was unacceptable. This was her first exhibit and um, she had to go. So she basically, um, had men carry her in her bed to the exhibit and her bed was huge, uh, wood, almost canopy style bed. Uh, she rolls into the exhibit and she's lively, but it's apparent that she's declining. Um, it's quite sad that, you know, she finally got her first exhibit in Mexico and her health was so bad that she couldn't enjoy it. And she just literally, um, could not attend as she wanted to. But, um, unfortunately she was able to go there and, um, you know, enjoy it somewhat. Um, So her first exhibit was in Mexico in 1953. Shortly before her death um, occurred, she was only 47 when she died, and um, uh Frida, you know, she was a remor- remarkable woman. Um there's some controversy about her death. Some people feel that she may have um committed suicide in 1954 at the age of 47 is when she um passed away. What people are saying is that basically um Frida either knew it was coming or uh she helped it happen. There's uh, reports that there was like, you know, um, medications by her bed, that the bottle was empty or, um, you know, that she killed herself um, by taking medication and then just going to sleep. In all honesty, uh, nobody will really know. Maybe Christina, um, Diego... I think Diego suspected a suicide, but at this point of her life, does it even really matter? Like she was in so much pain that, um, if she did commit suicide, I don't think that's anybody's business, but her own, um, she did put in her journal the night before. Before her death, that um, she thanked her doctors and she thanked her nurses. Um, She basically um, said that um, she was very thankful for it, um, them taking care of her. So it was kind of like a thank you. she puts that "I hope the exit is joyful, and I hope to never return and That was on July thirteenth nineteen fifty four is when she died um It was reported cause of death was a pulmonary embolism, but like I said um there's speculations that she may have um taken pills and um prepared herself to die. In the 1970s is when Frida's legacy really came to life, um, feminists, um, absolutely the movement was just adopted her (laughs) as her queen, (laughs) the feminist queen. Um, her paintings obviously, um, showed how women were treated, her life showed how women were treated, um. How, you know, she did not really get any notoriety until um, the 1970s when the feminist movement, even though she was popular during her time and was on the cover of Vogue and um, Paris, she was still always Diego's wife, never her own uh, artist. Um I think Frida's legacy will live on forever. Um, I think as a young um, woman who, um, well, I'm not young, but I mean as young women out there, uh, especially women of the Mexican descent, that they should really, uh, and not just the Mexican descent, but just every descent, should just really study her, read a book of her Um, you know, I saw the movie that Selma Hayek did, um, for Frida, who she is a a fan of Frida and she's from Mexico too. I thought Selma played a good part. I liked how they did the little, the paintings coming to life to kind of, um, show her story, her, um, her vision, I thought Selma did a pretty good job. Um, you know, you can go on. I could do a two-hour podcast. I don't want to about Frida, but I mean, I I would love to. But in all honesty, um, there's so much behind her life. Um, you could do a freaking mini series about it. I mean, she was an amazing woman who was put through a lot of stuff and continued to um, journey. Um, through her paintings and everybody can see them still so definitely um, thank you for listening Um, I would recommend uh, following this podcast you can also see the visual podcast on YouTube I'm going to put it on YouTube Um, I think I'm going to name it uh, Frida the Spirit Within Us and Go ahead and check it out and everybody have a great day and thank you for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words.